Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This week's podcast is brought to you by HBO, presenting Real Time with Bill Maher. He's irrepressible, opinionated, and of course, politically incorrect. Comedian and satirist Bill Maher hosts this long-running talk show, covering the week's news and featuring a panel of guests including actors, activists, politicians, musicians, comedians, and more. Emmy eligible for Outstanding Variety Talk Series and all of the categories. Hi, welcome to Remote Controlled, Variety's TV podcast. I'm Deborah Birnbaum. Every week, we'll bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest in television, working behind and in front of the camera. On today's episode, we're talking about better things with the cast and creator, Pamela Adlock. Stay tuned. so excited to be here tonight. I know I do these a lot and I say that, you know, everything's my favorite show, but oh my God, I love this show so much. It's so wonderful. When the invite for this came out, I actually was like, do you guys have a moderator and can I do it? So I'm really thrilled to be here. So let's bring out the cast and creators of this fantastic show. It's really nice to be sitting on a stage with a cast full of women. This is a really wonderful thing. So, Pamela, let me start with you. I mean, I've heard this story before, but I think it's always worth telling. How'd you come up with the idea for the show? Why did you want to do it? <laughs> Other than your, clearly, your family life. Um, I didn't want to, <laughs> necessarily. It just, um, I guess it was a, a, a natural progression of my life. You know, um, I've been working pretty much all my life. I grew up on sound stages. Uh, with my dad, who was a writer and producer, and so um, I was acting forever, and then I got the opportunity to start writing and producing myself, which was um, kind of, you know, my legacy, like, you know, and and so um, then um, there was this window of opportunity for me, um, and uh, FX was holding a place for me, but I hadn't, uh, kind of, uh, gone through with it yet because my life <laughs> was, uh, taking me, you know, I had my girls and, and my acting career. And then finally one day I knew that it was time and I knew that it was a moment. And I thought, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? Well, it can't be me. It can't be somebody who's close to me. And then I realized, you know, the old adage, write what you know and everything, you know, just was, um, you know, couldn't have worked better uh, for me in this formula. And so, um, I mean, I'm, these guys were born from it. I mean, the one question everybody asked me is, uh, how autobiographical is your show? I'm like, please. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's... 
it's the bones. And, you know, my real life daughters talk about it, too. And they're like, Mom, I never did that. Remember when I did that? I'm like, you didn't do that. I did that when I was a kid. So we're all arguing about what we own or what we don't own. And then (laughs) these guys come in and it becomes part of their story. And I'm sorry, have we met? I don't. Uh. I don't. uh... (laughs) She's so bad to me. I mean, mean, the abuse, though, it's so delicious. It's kind of the best thing in the world when I push her up the driveway. I pushed pushed her tonight right out of the way of the cameras, and she thought I was falling over and was really nice to me. (laughs) I was going to take you to the hospital. Hospital? (laughs) I'm not old enough, you see. I know. Really the trouble. I know. We're the same age. It's the truth. (laughs) Dare I ask how your real mother feels about all of this? Oh, my mom's thrilled. My mom's (laughs) thrilled. She's so happy to be uh, part of any conversation. So she's (laughs) kind of into whatever. (laughs) She's famous now. Um, Yeah. And then let's talk to the girls. I want to know how you got cast and how much you you talk to your real-life counterparts and figuring out how you're going to play them. Mikey, you want to start? Uh, I got cast. I mean, it's, it was pilot season, and lots of pilots, but obviously this one felt special to me from the beginning, and I auditioned with Felicia Fazzano, who's so amazing. and Who's here tonight? Yeah. She's Yay! Uh, and then I met Pamela, and I think we kind of hit it off. We had a really long audition, and it was sort of meant to be, at least that's how I feel about it. Yeah, and just talking with Pamela and meeting the girls, that's kind of how I developed the character. Yeah, the script is really good, so when there's good writing, you don't really need to do a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Olivia? Um, I got cast back in New York, and I really enjoyed our interview. I had so much fun, and I even told my mom, I really like her. I really like her. We did an improv. She was really good. I said... Uh, you know, I had written these mock audition scenes for the um, for the girls because the material was so precious and I was holding on to it so tightly. So I wrote these mock scenes. And in her scene, I said, tell me, you know, uh, who's the one? Who's the one at school? You know, and, and basically I was speaking around it. I didn't say anything specific. And she was like, Kelly. <laughs> I was like, okay. So you want to get away from Kelly. I mean, and she just, we got into it. We did this scene and then we did like, we did um, the sleeping scene from the pilot when she tries, I say, don't touch me with your baby hands. (laughs) And I just fell in love with her because she's a 90 year old man, yet she's playing my (laughs) eight year old daughter. So it worked out. Um. We actually met for the first time via Skype because it was like a, it was a quick cast for me. Um, and we did it like over the weekend. We were just like, okay, well, we have an audition. Let's go ahead and get it done, get it over with. And um, we didn't really think anything of it. Like it was, I mean, like we didn't, it was good. We, we, I mean, I liked it. But <laughs> um, it was just, we were like, okay, we're going to get this audition over and done with. And, um, and then they were like, okay, Pamela wants to talk to you. I was like, oh, okay. 
Um, so we met via Skype, and we talked, and I did the scene, and um, we got to know each other just a little bit, and it was great, and she was like, I want you. And I was like, thank you, okay. <laughs> so, like, the day, like, in, yeah, the next two days, I was out there. I was in L.A., and I was like, okay, um, what do we do? But I told you on <laughs> Skype... I said, and I was really scared because I, you know, I was a kid actor and this happened to me uh, three times. And I said, I'm so sorry, you guys. I just have to be very specific. All of that gorgeous hair has to come off. (laughs) And I just want to make sure you're down and I'm not uh, destroying you or your values or anything like that. I was like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) It was so it was so hard though because I had my hair shorn a few times as a kid actor and so it really changes your uh identity and the way you feel and whatever but um you look incredible. You got the bone structure for it, kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it, but, it, but but her hair was really long because yeah, we saw really your, your picture at Easter. We both we cried oh, during the haircut. Really long, and it was a really brave thing to do, actually. The thing is, we thought everybody was going to cry when the, the day we were cutting it, and like you, you were there. You were we were like FaceTiming. You were like, yeah. I want to watch it. I want to I want to see how this goes. <laughs> like, uh, you were so nervous. We were all really nervous, and we, I thought, we thought everybody was going to cry. I thought I was going to cry. I thought my mom was going to cry. We, I don't know. I didn't. We thought the hairdresser we, like, would cry. We inside cried. We did. A little, we I inside mean, like, threw up cried. And like, and, like, the hair came off, and, like, nobody cared. Yeah. No, we cared. You know, I was shooting. I was downtown L.A., and you were in West Hollywood getting your hair cut. I was shooting this scene in... Uh, woman is the something of the something when all the executives were talking about me and I didn't know the one with Rebecca Metz that episode and but I wanted to be with you so I said when she's getting her hair cut so I came over and that was when we did the FaceTime anyway (laughs) you don't have to have seen every episode but I'll tell you about all of them (laughs) And Celia, how did you come to join this family? Well, the same as Hannah, actually. My interview was on Skype, which I've never done before. Um, and you got me to read, didn't you? I think, uh, actually, Pamela had somebody else in mind, another English actress, <laughs> who she pretends is on a plane and going to take my place every day. <laughs> <laughs> she is a nightmare, no. by the way. <laughs> However, I don't know how it happened. It was all Felicia's fault because luckily we'd met and luckily it was, it, honestly, it was a piece of luck because I just happened to be strolling around the place. and uh... It was so annoying, though, <laughs> because Felicia had said, okay, so I, there, was, there was this one actress, I won't say the other one's names, no, Come no, on. it's not happening. No. no. Um, so this one, and I was like, oh, she's it. She's perfect. And then I had her read the, the scene in the Brown episode with Lenny Kravitz of my show about the stockings. And I went to tea with the actress, and she was like, would you like me to read? And I was like, sure, maybe. And you I had the sides in her. my bag. You went to tea with her? <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen? 
I, what, do you have another? <laughs> Go on. You dug yourself into this one. <laughs> but then, so she she couldn't do it. And then she wanted to do it. And I had moved on. And then I met this other actress on Skype. And so Flea set me up with these two women. This other English. woman and then... Uh, the late lady sitting to my left, Celia Emery. <laughs> and so the first woman, I afterwards I called Felicia and I'm like, she's perfect. She's perfect. I can't go on with this anymore. The heartbreak. And she said, please just meet Celia. Please, please just meet Celia. And I was like, I hate you. And she was like, you're welcome. And we hung up. <laughs> and then I... um Skyped with Celia, and she, the whole time she was like, see, links, links. There's so many links. We're so alive. <laughs> We're both single mothers. Links, links, links. <laughs> and I was like, all right, it's fine. So, <laughs> so she stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd also like to know from all of you what she's like as a director. I can only imagine <laughs> she's dressed like this all the time. <laughs> she's awesome. Incredible, though. What did it mean to you to have her be as your director? I'm not looking. Don't over Pretend she's not here. <laughs> I mean, she was just so fun just to have around. And when she, like, give us all acting advice, like how to make it real, like, it was incredible. And it really always helped. Yeah, I mean, Pamela has such a specific view of what she wants for the show and um, everything. She's written every word, and so she knows what she wants and tells us, and she's kind of strict, but it's cool, and <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I love well, working with I, you. I'm not, I mean, I'm not strict. <laughs> well, I guess I mean she's No phones on the set. <laughs> I mean, yeah. She gets what she wants at this scene, and, and then we're like, okay, we can go. Yeah. <laughs> Anna. What? You have to say. You have to say. Oh, do I? It's your turn to give a compliment. You're an inspiration. <laughs> and now we turn to Celia for the truth. Well, I find her a nightmare, actually. <laughs> but, um, I made a terrible mistake and, <laughs> and said to her before I joined season two, listen, I've just been in the old Vic Theatre, playing <laughs> King Lear, playing the eldest daughter, Goneril, with Glenda Jackson, which I thought was a pretty cool job to boast about. Wait, may, may I sidebar before? What? Because Glenda Jackson, yeah. who went to school, my mother ah, yes. and Glenda Jackson went to school together when Lee? they were 10 Lee? years Lee? old. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, so anyway, so I do my first scene back in uh, season two, and I, I'm, you know, trying to, you know, do it a bit serious and everything, do what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> and she says, "Stop all this gonorrhealishness! I don't want all this gonorrheal acting. No, 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 no. I don't want any of that." So uh, she's pretty hard, hard to please. Okay, <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> All I do, I don't say any of that. I, this is what happens. <laughs> we do a scene, and then maybe, you know, there's a moment. And I walk over to Celia, and I'm like, skills. 
<laughs> That's my nickname for her skills because it was on one of the notebooks in the hoard of her house, her character's house on my show. So I walked over and I say, skills. And she goes, what, too much? <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. It's too gonorrelish, huh? So it's coming from you. I never said gonorrelish. You're the. Okay. I just go like this. I just go. Mm. <laughs> Links. Links. <laughs> She's great. She's great. She knows what she wants and she, you know, keeps the lid on us all. It's perfect. Actually, actually really, truly. And now I'll let you have your turn. Why did you want to direct the season? Um, I, I didn't really have a choice, I don't think. I mean, it was like... Uh, it, it just it happened organically, and and I didn't seek out to be a director ever. It was never on my radar in my in my life. I could never imagine that I could uh, uh, be doing it, and um, um, it was too daunting, you know. Um, and you know, you just need to have all these technical skills and years of film school and. I applied to film school and I didn't get into film school and I'd already made a film when I was a teenager. And so, um, it, you know, it, it was just, I was there every day anyway. So <laughs> I, mean, I might as well, you know what I mean? It wasn't like I had anything else to do. What am I going to do? Like, you know, sit around and talk and schmai. You could do that too, but then you could direct the episodes, and it worked out okay. So. And by the way, the crew all adore her because she works so hard all the time, and they do. They well, they you. work so hard. I yep. mean, it, it's just, it was, uh, for me, it was kind of like being an actor my whole life uh, to be able to know how to uh, take care of people and their time and uh, to to know how valuable your time is as an actor, as somebody on the crew. Uh, we shot uh, 10 episodes um, in 39 and a half days. We cross-boarded. We were all in location. We did 10-plus pages a day. We were doing four to five pieces of episodes a day. We Two countries, two crews, five Steadicam operators, two DPs, and we went over 12 hours, maybe two or three days in all of that time. And I'm saying that because it's just, you know, I've seen, I've been working for so long that I've seen the excess of people taking people's time and the excess of money spent, and it doesn't need to be that way. And it's easier than you think to make great work and to keep people happy and to keep your set running. And so it was kind of, for me, an experiment uh, to make a model for that. So thank you, guys. And you did. And what notes did you have for yourself as an actor? Don't look at your neck <laughs> on, the, on the monitor. <laughs> Just don't, you know, I would just, I, we would be doing a scene and I'd run back to Video Village and I'd be like, it's not you. It's not you. Okay. 
Okay, it's not yeah or whatever, <laughs> but um, I would have to forget about uh, any kind of uh, thing that I was thinking about. And, you know, for me as an actor, I've always tried to be unaware of where the camera is because that when you're working, uh, you know, on film or in television and not in theater, um, I, it, it's like almost if if you don't know where the camera is and you hide, um, you're just being true to everything that's going on around you. You're listening and um, you're reacting. Uh, so um, it, it was a lot of that. And it was being able to um, work from the gifts that other actors give you. I mean, this is the biggest thing, you know. Um, uh, being... Uh, a director now being on this side and working with actors like Rebecca Metz and Diedrich Bader and Greg Cromer and Rade. But they're here. Guys, they bring, they, they bring a bag of gifts with them. And then I have the greatest um, joy of shepherding, these three and um, giving them tools and uh, things that I've learned. And it's um, so for me as an actor, uh, it's playing off of these other actors and listening and not being married to the words that I wrote or that I'm going to uh, create this scenario. It just allowing it to happen for me, organically, and so um, it's learning every day. So, of course, every word that you've written is brilliant, but do you let them improv at all? Do you guys improv at all? Do you bring your own imprint to a scene? Well, there have been scenes where you didn't even tell us what was going to happen. That's true. Like, there, the scene where... Um, Lenny Kravitz, we were all eating dinner. You didn't tell us what she was going to say. Oh, yeah. We only there, knew that you she cut was out, She cut out the part of the script really for us bad. so that we wouldn't know what it was. We only knew that she was going to say something. And we knew it was going to be big, and I'm pretty sure we all thought it was going to be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the last scene in graduation, I had no idea what was going on. The girls had hid that for me for months. I thought everyone was mad at me and I was going to be fired. Um, so bad. I was like, so why awful. are they never available on the weekends? Do they just not want to hang out with me? Um, and then I found out that they had cut that part of the script out. They didn't tell my mom because she would have told me. And yeah, I mean, that whole part was improv. It was really super Yeah, she surreal. was, um, she was, uh, we, I had my first AD, Sally Sue, came up to me and, and said, and we'd done most of the dance that morning uh, on film, and Mikey had a staggered call, and she came up to me and said, what am I going to say to Mikey? And I said, okay, this is what you say. You just go up to her and you say, um, okay, Hannah and Olivia already did this, and um, just uh, Pamela says she loves you, and... Uh, <laughs> No matter what, stay in character. No matter what happens, stay in character. And Mikey was like, okay, okay. And then they blindfolded her. Sally Sue blindfolded her. And I had um, the stunt woman who fell into the hole for you in Phil. 
<laughs> walk her from the house through the backyard yeah. with hundreds of crew people being quiet and sitting her on the bench. And then I say, take off your blindfold. And we're there in black on this beautiful stage that we'd been building secretly. And we did the piece, but we were in Canada shooting White Rock after, because we shot White Rock after this uh, was done. And I woke up at two in the morning. I'm like, oh shit, I don't have this, I don't have this one shot of me sitting Mikey on the bench. And so my producer, Joanne Toll, flew my bench in from L.A. to Canada. <laughs> and we were outside the museum where uh, Ray was saying, you stole this from my grandmother's. We're outside the Surrey Museum in Canada. And I sit her on the bench and we recreated the flowers and the bench and the whole thing. And if you look back, you can see that's Canada and not Altina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Movie magic. <laughs> we'll never tell. Fun. <laughs> what was your reaction when you learned about the dance scene? We were really excited yeah. about it. it. It just seemed like this really cool thing. Again, it added this whole other element to the show. And, I mean, there's so much going on already, but it added this one more thing that just made it, like, yes. Yes. <laughs> it was, like, that kind of thing that you would always dream about when you were a little kid, and then you'd be doing it, and you'd be like, I'm doing it now. Yeah. Was well, it fun working with the stunt, the stunt guys? What? Was it fun working with Jim? Yes. And Damon and the stunt guys and doing the drop-offs and... Yeah, Kat was... Burns, who um, choreographed it for us she in the original incredible. video. And Celia, how do you feel about the dance scene? Well, you know, as if Pamela hadn't got enough to do, <laughs> every weekend, which was free of filming, she would ring me up and say, do you want to go dancing? And, you know, she could have done with an afternoon off, but we used to go to the Debbie Reynolds studio and work for two hours solidly probably Saturday and Sunday, and really worked hard at it, didn't we? But actually, I can't think of a better graduation present that is not wrapped up than that. I think it's just so wonderful, so original and, and brilliant. And um, even, even though I danced all my life, it was quite complicated stuff, wasn't it? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I needed to start and prep. To just be able to get through it because my, I, I needed it to be in my body so well, that it was automatic. Yeah. But it's surprises like that uh, of, of all of us being surprised that makes, I think, this show so completely unique. You, I couldn't think of another show that would do such a thing. It's fan fantastic. It's definitely... It's definitely part of the charm of the show. I mean, I also love all those little touches, like touching the statue every time. What does that mean to you? Like, how do you, you know, why do you want to infuse moments like that into the show? I mean, I don't know. Those are just, like, the little things that uh, 
that are kind of little Easter eggs for me and my real life daughters, you know? Um, you know, I have little things that um, uh, I do, you know, like I'm constantly salt over my shoulder. Like, it's exhausting. <laughs> if you have a thing, please don't tell me your thing. <laughs> because I will take it on yeah. and I have enough things. <laughs> like, don't step on the blue people. Walk around the parking space and it it's it i have a lot of those things so the statue's just one of those like things that you just go boop you, you just don't think about it and yeah it's uh uh my friend calls them my mind sees you know like uh, the things but me and my daughters all have them if i walk into one of my daughter's rooms and i turn off the light she goes can you turn the light back on now turn it off. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, but when she was younger, it used to be like, why are you making me walk around the thing? And now I'm like, absolutely. I'll do the revolution around the building and turn it off because there's just little like um, superstitions or yeah. Well, also on set, we would, whenever we went upstairs to, like, sometimes we would hang out in our characters' bedrooms, we would just tap it, and it became automatic. I think that was something. Oh, yeah. No, you have to. No, I forgot. She actually got mad at me because I kept forgetting to touch the statue. (laughs) (laughs) You have to touch the statue? (laughs) We would would be doing, what was it? Was it the scene um, when Xander comes to visit and... um, and we and we have oh, this yeah, whole thing, yeah, and it's in yeah. the living room. And I go yeah. up, and it's like, uh, good night, such and such thing. You putting me to bed, whatever. And yeah. um, we had to do it over and over because you're like, Hannah, touch the statue. And I'm like, I'm sorry, because <laughs> I, I, I kept forgetting. And like, I, I just, yeah. <laughs> I know. I remember you saying something about how that statue was special because it's the only male in the house because it's a statue of like a little boy um and so you're like yeah it's the only man in the house this is the that's not boy. why it was special <laughs> <laughs> why was it special <laughs> no 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 not special but okay she's saying we'll get into this special. later it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> looking ahead to season three are there things that you haven't done so far in the first two seasons that you want to accomplish in the third I just, I just want to keep it. I just want to keep it moving in the direction that that life goes. You know, I, I, uh, you know, just the way all of us go. Um, we we've gone through massive changes since we've seen each other, and it's uh, it's kind of epic. I mean, we finished shooting in June, mm-hmm. and um, and. Just the, the the ebbs and flows of life. I just I just wanted to keep reflecting that. I want people to have the response to it that they have. I I love it that people are so um, passionate and and it it touches them. And so I always said that the 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 log line or whatever the thing people call the thing of a thing. <laughs> of my show is life is what happens to you when you're too busy to make any other plans. And so that's my show. So I'm just comfortably sitting in the reality of that. And just, um, that's what keeps giving me the, the material and, um, the inspiration. And I have a, I have a wonderful 
group of writers that I'm working with this season, Sarah Gubbins, Joe Hortua, Robin Roseanne, and Ira Parker, and it's been amazing to be in a room with them since uh, February and talk about stories and inspirations, and now we're writing drafts, and um, I, I just hope that everybody loves it as much as we do. So... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> everything ends on a whoop, and then you got to do, okay. Okay. So for all of you, this is your opportunity to pitch her. What would you like to see for your characters in the third season? Oh, yeah, we get your pen, Joe. <laughs> we were actually doing that backstage. I was like, can my character do this? Please just tell us a little bit. And we were, like, trying to get yeah, up on She would not say a word. Tell not a word. You want to know so bad. We were like, you're keeping us in the dark. What, what do we need to know? And she's like, mm, mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I trust. I trust you to to write something that's right for the story. And Can the you gain thirty pounds, like in? Uh, you said a month? you said fifteen, like two minutes well, ago. Okay. okay. <laughs> so there goes that one. Storyline. Wow. Next. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys have anything? You. I mean, come on. That's awesome. It's a, no, yeah. You've got a room full of witnesses. Celia, what about you? I, I, I see some. Oh, no! I, Yay. <laughs> well, Yay. you know you gave me one whole episode to myself called Phil. This season, I'd like two. <laughs> or even Jesus. three. Are we going to have to up the episode order? <laughs> Because, oh you God. see, I don't read the ones I'm not in. They go straight in the bin. <laughs> How about a spin-off? She throws the ones that yeah. she's not in in the garbage. Yeah. Oh, they've gone in the bin. I wasn't in that one, was I? <laughs> she hasn't seen one episode that she's not in. Couldn't give a shit. Sorry, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> She's heard it. It's I was also, say, by I the way, I have a feeling she's heard it before. I've said it. Yeah. I've had to say it on the <laughs> Fine. <laughs> All right, let's end on, a, end on a quick one. What was your favorite moment from the season? Celia, you want to start? Actually, I, I loved doing the dance. Um, and, and Because the, the thing is, it's not shown in England, so everybody thinks I'm making it up when I talk about this wonderful show I'm in. Mm. Um, but uh, the, t- so tonight was the first time I've seen the dance, and I think it's just sensational. So I wait, are you it. serious? What? <laughs> Send her like Can a we get the bird. show on in England? <laughs> it's in Australia, isn't that the I'm... same thing? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it <laughs> so annoying? <laughs> We'll take care of that. Anna? Well, I don't know. How about the bar mitzvah when you rocked it with that monologue? Like, right into my ear. Mom. That was fun, okay? That was really fun for me. Incredible. You had so many great moments this season. Incredible. Sure. You just shone. You just came just killing it. (laughs) Olivia? Well, there's so many, like the dance and eulogy. 
Um, I think I have to say one of my favorites was White Rock. Yeah. Doing yeah. White Rock. That was, that was great. probably one of my most favorites. The whole... We had an incredible time in White Rock. With Duke yeah. seeing the sad lady or whoever that was, Marion. Yep. We still don't know. That's right. <laughs> Are we going back to White Rock again? <laughs> can we? Can we? Canada. <laughs> Mikey? Um, I mean, I keep talking about the graduation dancing and at the risk of sounding boring and repetitive, I just, I, I will forever remember that um, being like one of my favorite scenes I've ever filmed so far and probably for the rest of my career. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was amazing because. We were so excited to yeah. do it for you. We were out of our minds. And so that last bit that you see when we're staring at her and she's like, I feel like I'm in a fever dream. And, we're, and you hear Celia say, we do. And we're like, yeah, we do. And you start clapping like crazy. And Hannah, we were so excited because this was four months in the preparation and all these departments. It was unbelievable amount of work and concentration and secrecy. Oh, so much secrecy. It was crazy how I had no idea any of this was going on because these girls were so suspicious and I just thought I was being fired. And then then you and your mom were sniffing around when they were building the stage in the backyard of this poor woman's house in Altadena. (laughs) And, And Mikey and her mom were like, what are you guys doing out here? And the set crew, I was like, don't say anything. And they were like, I said, say you're shooting a music video after we wrap out of the house (laughs) or something like that. But I have to tell you, you were, you were so incredible in eulogy when you eulogized me and in the graduation scene when you're reading from the list and, you know, and then in, when in the, it takes a village when we're all around you. And I mean, you three shown in such incredible moments and you have a legacy for your lives. I mean, it was, it, thank you for all the work that you did. And I'm so proud of all three of you. Is it over? (laughs) (laughs) One last question for you. How many times did you say no in that scene? I don't know. Cromer? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, I shot it... I wanted to shoot it from, like, every angle, like, possible, and I just looked at him, and I was like, Cromer, just go with it. <laughs> go with it. And he was so incredible in that scene. Greg Cromer. Yeah. Amazing. Is that your name? I'm not sure. But um, he, I just wanted to cover it from every angle. And then my editor, um, Deb Simone, she, you know, we got it down to, you know, like twice that. And then we got it down to more. And I think somebody in a review like counted 150 plus or something. (laughs) But it's fun. Every no is special. Well, thank you so much. It's really been a pleasure. (laughs) Hope you all enjoyed. 
Thank you guys for coming. Awesome. Thank you for coming. Thanks for listening to this week's show. We'll be back next time with another great episode. We'll be talking about This Is Us with star Mandy Moore and creator Dan Fogelman. See you next time. This week's podcast is brought to you by HBO, presenting Real Time with Bill Maher. He's irrepressible, opinionated, and of course, politically incorrect. Comedian and satirist Bill Maher hosts this long-running talk show covering the week's news and featuring a panel of guests, including actors, activists, politicians, musicians, comedians, and more. Emmy eligible for outstanding variety talk series and in all other categories. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.